we got a new podcast for you today. It is a little different than most of the stuff that I have been doing um, with the GOAT Zoom Room and also with what the girls have been doing with the X Factor Racing. Uh, we've started to put together a podcast network, and this is one of the newer ones that are coming on. Uh, my name is Andy Villanueva, and along with my co-host, uh, James Moore, who you will meet in a second, we are going to start discussing some heavy shit, is a good way of putting it. Uh, this is not for children. This is pretty much adult stuff, and... Uh, we are going to tackle racial bias. We're going to tackle injustices. We're just going to talk real shit, basically. And the point, and this is now uh, the newest member of our podcast network, and it is called Racial Barriers Removed. And alongside me is my co-host James Moore. Thanks, James, for coming on, and I'm glad that we finally have decided that instead of just talking over dinner and talking over breakfast or talking over lunch or talking during a Bengals game while we're sitting together, um, we have a way we can have an outlet to where we can share our experiences with each other and not to mention with other people. Uh, tell me a little, tell everybody about yourself a little bit and uh, why we should pay attention to you. Good afternoon, everybody. James Moore, Cincinnati, Ohio, born in Indiana, raised in Cincinnati. Um, well, you know, it's just my opinion and my insight on things that I've been seeing in my 50 years of living around this city and being around. Um, you know, you know, as you said once before, Andy, man, you we we talk a lot about this, that, and the third. And, you know, amongst everything, but, you know, it's just different perspective, your perspective, my perspective, and we both get an understanding of where one another come from. And most people can't have conversations that we have without it being an issue or some kind of problem, which, you know, it should never be an issue when it's somebody's opinion, because we all have an opinion and, and that's our God-given rightful purpose. But to, it, it's just coming to an understanding on was right is right and was wrong is wrong. And a lot of people don't seem to get that issue. That point, I'm sorry, not the issue, but that point. You know, so like like we always say, you know, in order to see one side, you have to walk in the other shoes. If you're not willing to walk in the other shoes, you'll never see the other side. So you know, hopefully this brings light to, you know, to more people, you know, not just white people, but also black people, because there's certain things black people don't understand that white people still do have to deal with and go through that we don't have to deal with. But a lot of it's more good than bad, but some of it we still don't understand. So it's just a perspective from both sides of life that, you know, us two can get along and talk about so everybody else should. You yeah, know, I mean so Nope, go ahead. But, you know, like I said, you know, and, and, and that's the first step. Everybody having an understanding and able to sit down and to communicate and not scream and yell, want to fight and kill somebody at the end of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we I mean, that's the one thing that I've always admired about you and something that I've always like 
kind of kind of sometimes I, I i i don't question it but i kind of kind of leave our our d our our meetings or our lunches and i'm like man that was deep that was heavy um because it's just a different side and um we'll get to how it got to where i kind of realized i was more colorblind than i wanted to admit uh but you know the one thing the one the one big reason why we decided to do this podcast is also because of Emmanuel Acho's uh, visualization of uncomfortable conversations with a black man. A lot of times you'll hear us mention that uh, during this podcast because uh, I think it's a fabulous book for anybody to read, regardless if you're white, black, um, Asian, Mexican, whatever, whatever whatever race you are i think it's important pick it up and read it it's a good read pick it up and read it (laughs) it really is and uh you know i'll i'll get to to my racial not my racial bias but um where it came along to where i actually had to think about things um in a different view because i i had been colorblind a lot of ways i mean my mother, my mother, and my father allowed me to be friends with whoever I wanted to be friends with. Um, my first best friend was black, and we used to hang out and spend time together. And I never saw color um, because I don't think you should see color. But there are certain times where you need to see color. I think, and I told you that, and it wasn't right. until you had brought up. And I know people are going to get upset that we're bringing this up so early in the podcast, but this is also where. Um, our friendship really started to bond bit better and got really strong. And that was with the Colin Kaepernick situation uh, during the first home game with the Bengals during that whole situation, we're all sitting there, we're enjoying ourselves. Anthem comes on, you don't stand. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Anthem finishes. And then I ask you and you tell me what. I told you I said for the, Simple fact of the injustice that's going on. That flag don't represent me. It does not represent me because that could happen. What's happening, what was going on, and what that flag supposed to represent, it supposed to reflect, represent everyone in the nation. But it wasn't representing nobody black, to be quite honest, because all the killings that was going on of unarmed black men, come on now, and you expect me to stand up for that? No, I'm not going to do it. And I still don't do it to this day. I still don't. You know, and, and, and people can say I'm against the military. No, I have real good friends that went and served in the military. One of my friends that I'm close with did 18 years in the military. There's it, it, no disrespect to him. It's people I work with. Another partner of mine, he did uh, 15 years in the military. No disrespect to him. They know where I stand up with them. But as far as what that flag supposed to represent, it don't represent me. It, it, it don't. You know, in this day and age, still, I mean, I'm in this country. I, I was born and raised here, but that flag does not represent me with all the injustice that goes on towards the black race. You can't tell me anything different. And then plus with the president that we the president that just got put out of office, you know, he made it even worse. He made racism like it's supposed to be, you know, a common thing. Like it's cool to be a racist. So, hey, why should that flag represent me? And I mean, I, I 
Um, <laughs> kind of, I mean, it, it really, really like hit. And I even, I even kind of took it a step further and was like, okay, totally understand that, but give me a reason to believe that this is, that it doesn't represent you. And I think you made the perfect example um, coming into it where you were saying, hey, you know what? When you go home, do you ever worry about going home and making it home safe? Exactly. And and my whole thought process was, well, yeah, everybody should feel that way, right? But you, and your response <laughs> to me was, what? No, I don't. And, and, and look, I, live, I I can walk to work in nine minutes. I even worry about getting stopped walking to work and walking home because I get off so late at night. It takes me nine minutes to get home walking to work and walking home from work. It takes nine minutes. A cop slowed up and looked at me one night. And then when I turned my other shoulder around, he saw my Metro badge on my, on my right arm. He pulled off. Other than that, he was about to harass me. And how, and I mean, in all honesty, how often does that happen? Probably at least um, a week? Um, when I decide to walk, probably about three times a week. But honestly, this week, it didn't happen none. This week, it ain't happened none. And I walked to work this week uh, four days. That's because everybody knows you. <laughs> everybody in Cincinnati knows you. Right? No, they don't. 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 I, I agree to disagree. <laughs> I agree to disagree. But uh, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, but okay, perfect example. Remember uh when you told me you got pulled over speed. I said, Was you worried about anything happening to you? And you was like, no. No. I was like, I do. Yeah. I do. I don't think I don't think about it. I, I just I up until that point in time, I never thought about it. I'm gonna give you another perfect example. I don't think I told you this story. So one night I had my son car. I was letting him use my car, my truck. Cause they was there was a bunch of them, they was all going somewhere, and I went to go get my hair done. And I was over this uh girl house in Norwood. And I went to go get my hair done. I leave her house. Now my son' uh, front headlight was out, but his car was actually about to go into the body shop the next day to get all that fixed because he had an accident. But all that was about to get fixed the next day. But I'm driving down the road, driving down Montgomery Avenue, and and that part of Montgomery, I'm in Norwood. A Norwood police officer got behind me, and I seen him get behind me. I didn't pay it no mind, but then I started worrying, like, wait a minute, he didn't break off when I got to Dana Avenue. That You know, they cut off his prior before Dana Avenue, uh, where, you know, they supposed to turn around and go back, where he proceeded to pull me over on Dana Avenue. Now, before he gets up there, I rolled down all my son's windows because he has 10 on them. I rolled, all, I rolled down all four windows. I had my wallet in my hand and both hands on the steering wheel. But as soon as this cop came up, he said, hey, Deontay. And I looked at him, I said, wrong guy, I'm his father. <laughs> but yet my wallet is in my hand and both hands is on the steering wheel. And then he's like, well, um, can I see your license and your proof of insurance? 
I said, yeah, but I got to get my phone, which is in my jacket pocket. But here's my wallet right here. If you want to take it, my, my, my driver's license is right there. So it's still procedures and cautions that I still do because, like I said, he thought I was my son. Now, what would you about to do to my son if it was my son? Because you came up and said my son's name. He doesn't say, you know, hey, uh, you know, you know why I'm pulling you over. But then once he saw it was me and he ran me and everything, which only took him two minutes, two minutes. He ran me and was right back up there. And they're going to tell me, he's like, well, you know, your head light out. That's why I'm pulling you over. And I looked at it. I said, this car is going into the shop in the morning. Yeah, I think I said it, it always it always shocks me um, when I hear your stories, because it, it I mean, you're you're. I mean, you're a metro driver, right? I mean, it's not like you don't. You work for the city, right? I mean, no, 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 no. Where the city, the metro is actually an entity of its own. Is not really affiliated with the city to a sense. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but it's not. A, it's not privately owned, but it's part of the. Uh, what is it called? Um, uh, uh, Southern Ohio Rural Transit Authority. You know, we're we're qualified to be able to get federal grants to get buses. But but as far as like as we're part of the city, do we get city benefits? No, we do not. <laughs> okay. We have our so, own benefit package. <laughs> but I mean you have you have your own like like you represent the city of Cincinnati in some form some form, right? I mean it's not like as far as transit. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it it always boggles the mind that that things like that happen, right? That. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? But see, but when I'm in plain clothes, they don't know who I am. No, they, they, they don't. You, you know, they don't know who I'm in. When I'm in my car, they don't know who I am. They only know me when I'm on that bus and I'm in uniform. True. True. Very true. And, that, part. and like I said, you know, and, and like I said, and with that same token being said, you know, I was also in my son's car. You know, like I said, my, you know, my son at that time, my, my oldest son was 25. Yeah, 25, 26, I want to say, you know, and he had some little issues. He was driving with, I ain't going to say, but he had. Oh, wait a minute. You there, Andy? Yeah, I'm here. Hold on. Oh, wait a minute. I, I lost you there. I'm here. Okay. You there? Yes, sir. Okay. So, you know, he had some issues. He, he, he had um, an SR-22 and he had driving restrictions. But, you know, but I don't have no driving restrictions, so I can drive any car I want. <laughs> yeah, true but like i said but you know but this cop the way he pulled up was like you know he was itching like oh i got your ass you're going down buddy but i bust this whole bubble now not now like i said now all my experience with the police has not always been bad or it seemed to start off bad i done had some incidents where you know one morning i'm i'm rushing to uh get to the other side of town because I had a real big appointment I had to be in and a Norwood cop once again 
pulls me over on the highway. He said, you know how fast you're going? I didn't lie. I said, yes, I did. I said, I was going about 70. So I'm trying to get to where I need to be. And we're talking and everything. He's like, oh, you got CDLs. Who you work for? I said, Metro. And I pulled out my Metro ID. He said, oh, okay. He said, he said, your license is clean. I'm not going to give you nothing on your license. But I'm going to give you a ticket for your crack windshield. I'll take that. That was like a $70 ticket. I'm cool with that. Versus, you know, let's see, I was doing 70 and a 55. <laughs> so, you know, that, that ticket might have been like $200, $300. I, I take that $70 ticket. Like I said, you know, all my experience has not been bad. But like I said, the ones that have, that, that started off like, you know, about to be real bad, I, I, I just do as I'm told. License and registration right here, sir. I'm not argument. I'm not combative. You pulled me over. Okay. What did I do? Okay. If you say so, here's my information. May I have my ticket? Let's go. I want to make sure I make it home safe. And that, and that, and, and that, that's where we go back to the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, right? Because yes. it goes yes. back to the whole situation to where we, we live in a country to where, I mean, I'll be honest, it's if you are if you are um, if you are white and you get pulled over, likelihood is nothing's gonna happen. Doesn't matter what color the, the police officer is. If you are black and you are walking around or driving around, the likelihood of getting pulled over and getting in trouble with the cops. Is 99.9%. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Something is going to happen. If you're in the wrong neighborhood at the wrong time, something is going to happen. Yeah. Which is, you know, it, it, it's unjustified. Like you could just be lost and don't know where you, and you're just trying to get somewhere. Yeah. Which. Um... I mean, you know, I don't experience <laughs> that. I personally don't experience that situation because, oh yeah, why? What? I mean, what exactly am I going to experience? Where am I going to experience that? Right? I mean, mm -hmm. a lot. Well, hold on. So, perfect example. So, when we was just at that burger joint last week, uh, we mentioned the place. It's a good place. Uh, 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 fourth garage. Forget it. No, Ford's Garage. Ford's right. Garage over there in Rookwood. Old, uh, look, look. Uh, uh, old, uh, I can't think of the name of the old restaurant. But it's over there in Rookwood, right across from Long, Longhorns. Uh, great place, good food, great burgers. But we were just over there, uh, and we were sitting up at the bar. The bartender was Pedro. Wasn't it Pedro? Yeah, it was Pedro. Martin and Pedro, great guy. Uh, but, you know, we're sitting there talking, eating, and naturally it was somebody in there I knew, which he's going to laugh about because I always know somebody. Yeah, uh, I said, you know everybody. <laughs> but then there were these two older white ladies that was in there, which they they, they both had a beer, and they split our dirt. And they wanted to split the check. And yeah. the way they wanted the check split it was they wanted that appetizer split it in half, you know, on both their checks. 
So me being the person I am, I said, I said, nah, just leave it on there and just give me the check. And they argued like, no, 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 no. And then the one lady was like, okay, give it to them. <laughs> but we did not know them. No. We didn't know them from anything. And, and it just blew their mind that that took place, that happened. And, yeah. and I know it affected them the rest of the day. In a good way, and I, probably. Right, in a good way, in a good way. And the only thing I told them was pay it forward. Do it for somebody else. Yeah. So the next time you're in a drive through pay for the person food behind you. Yeah. And then drive off. They don't even got to say thank you. So you just pay for it and go. Yeah, exactly. The way but, you know, and, and, and that's how I try to be, you know, I because at the end of the day, if something happens to you now, you can't take everything with you. If you got it, give it. If you don't got it, okay, somebody liable to give it to you. <laughs> you never know. That's the way God works. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but but you know, but we always have a good time, no matter where we at, what we're doing. We have a great time. But you know, but we all, like you said, we always have our conversation, and you know, and then like the new thing that went on, I, which I didn't hear nothing about until. Today is Friday. I heard about this Wednesday night, the shooting in Buffalo. Yeah. I heard nothing about this until Wednesday night. And, and, and as I call it from, as you done told people, I drive public transportation, which is Metro. And I have my classification of people that ride bus with me. And one of, the, one of these guys that ride the bus with me, I call him my special guy. He's a little tough, but he, he don't bother nobody. He gets on. I always get him to talk to me so he don't bother nobody. And everybody have a great night. But he's telling me about this shooting in Buffalo, which, I, you know, I'm, I'm dumbfounded. I, knew, I heard nothing about it. And at first I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? And I say, he ain't on his medication tonight. But then one of my, you know, same regulars get on. And, you know, he hear the conversation. He was like, oh, yeah, that's messed up. I said, wait a minute. Here it is, Wednesday. You ain't told me nothing about this all week. You know, and, and that's my joke with them because I really don't watch the news sometimes. I only watch it when there's something pertinent on there for me to watch or I hear, hear about something. And so when they told me this, I'm instantly tuning into a news radio station trying to catch something about it. But it was so funny that I couldn't really find nothing on it because at the same time, that special election was going on. Yeah. So that special election overcast all that. All that. Which I was quite upset about because really, everybody knew the outcome of that special election, what was going on with that. The Republicans going to get the House back. So it is what it is. Yeah. But this shooting... And it was more to that shooting than what's been out there, put out there. And but there is once again a white guy, a young white guy going to shooting spree, and it's so amazing they catch him alive. It's so yeah. amazing he's caught alive. But yeah, anybody that, black, unarmed, ain't doing nothing. They, he's dead. Yeah, I, th I think but, I had mentioned that too. I think I had, I had said that. To where I think I tweeted that out that 
I said, um, if this guy was if this guy was black, right, and unarmed, and unarmed, he would be. Been dead. Um, yeah, <laughs> he would be. And then Micah, when I heard about it, I said, well, damn, did they take him to Burger King too? Like they did the other white guy that killed them kids and they took him to Burger King before they took him to jail? Yeah, no, they didn't. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, you know, but yeah, that, that, that seems the general treatment they get for a mass murderer. And then kind of find out, you know, it was a special server where people was on there and helping him set all this stuff up. Like, well, you know, that that's uh, manslaughter. That's 10 counts of manslaughter because this is all planned. This was planned out. He visited that grocery store like three different times. At three different times of that day. Well, not that day, but prior to that day, this would have been the best time to hit it, to kill people. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, it's and obviously, obviously, uh, obviously, we will have more discussions along the way of other stuff that's going on, but yeah, I totally get it to where it's kind of like, like real, sh you know, I mean, we could cuss on this one. I think we've already agreed on that. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's real bullshit that, that 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 stuff happens, and you know it goes back to the whole Colin Ka Kaepernick thing. Yeah, people are treated differently depending on the color of their skin, um, and it kind of sucks, like really bad. It's horrible because we always have to think about it, right? Well, so, you have that too. Well, now let me and a quick, real quick. So, you know, I you know I went to the Super Bowl, but prior to that. I, I flew from here, and I went from here to Denver, Denver to Vegas. And Vegas, I got a rental car and drove down to Phoenix because I visited my older brother and my oldest cousin that live in Phoenix. I spent a day and a half with them, and then I drove to Cali from Phoenix. But from Denver to Phoenix, I ran across some of the most amazing people. And you know me, I, I can be sitting by myself and next thing you know, it might be 30 people around me and we just chuckling and jiving about any old anything. And and it's so funny on how um this lady just said this to me last night. She said, she said, sweetie, I'm glad you out here. You are a godsend. You're like a a breath of fresh air with your positive attitude. I said, Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I said, but too bad I'm leaving, y'all. She said, what you mean? I said, I'll be leaving this route in another week. She said, oh, Lord, I'm going to have to call somebody about this. We need you here. I said, well, I can't be here. I got that job. So we laughed and moved on. But it made me realize, but on that trip, the same thing happened. And but when I got to Phoenix, me and my older brother got into a little tissy because he got into his feelings about a situation he's going through with his girlfriend. And we're at this restaurant with our older cousin. And he said something very, very offensive to her, which pissed me the hell off. And I stood up at this table and I almost grabbed my brother by his throat and choked the dog crap out of him. But there was this little old lady sitting behind me as I stood up and she grabbed my hand. And I turned around and I looked at it and she smiled at me. She said, sweetie, you don't want to do that. And it brought me back to reality. And I started laughing. 
And so we're sitting there, and I'm talking to this older lady. Her name was uh, Mary Ann. Her name was Mary Ann. And I'm talking to her and my older cousin. And my brother, I told my brother, I said, if I was you, I'd go out to the car and wait till I get there. But leave your credit card because you paying for everybody's dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but Mary Ann was like, oh, you just so sweet. But, honey, I felt your energy from the time I sat down. And it's been a positive energy until your brother just pissed you off. I said, well, thank you. I said, you know what? Give me y'all bill because he's paying for y'all dinner too. <laughs> and, and it was just so funny because, I mean, but that's always been me. I, I, I'm not that negative person until you take me there. And you really don't want to take me there. Because I've always been that, you know, that nice guy. Everybody said, oh, that's your oh, man. Let's go hang out with James. We're going to have a good time. And nine times out of ten, what? You will. <laughs> you know, but you know, but you you know just as well as I do. I don't see color until you make me see color. I treat everybody like a human being, period, point blank. But when you make me see color, then, you know, that's where the issue come about. And nine, nine times out of ten, you're not going to like that end result. Yeah, I mean, and we'll end we'll end with that story as we as we uh, continue. But yeah, I mean, I think we both are the same type where we don't we don't see color. Um, my favorite my favorite story is when we're going to dinner and one of us beats you know if you beat me there and you're already sitting down. I always, I always jokingly ask the waitress if my brother's been there before, if my brother's there or not. Right? <laughs> Pretty because, much. <laughs> because uh, because it's, it's one of those things to where she's like, she'll be like, oh, I don't know what's your brother's name. And I'll be like, oh, well, I'll, I'll just, I'll just like. Yeah, wait for him to show up. Right? I'll <laughs> tell you what he looks like. And it's like, you know, he's got dreads, he's got. You know, he's probably wearing a Bengals hat, tattoos all over the place, and he's black. And the lady, uh, the, the hostess, nine out of ten times, just kind of looks at me kind of strange, for one. Yeah. And two, it's like, she'll then go, oh, yeah, I just sat him down. And she'll sit down, and I'll watch, <laughs> like, I didn't know you guys were brothers. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, we're brothers. And I'm like, we're mm -hmm. brothers. It's like, yeah, that's my brother right there. That's my brother. Yeah, just because, just because we, just because we ain't the same, just because that, we don't. That's look my brother. Period. Point blank. Don't mean we ain't, we ain't uh, brothers, man. That's right. Yeah, because when we was at the, um, who was at the other place? Uh, uh, agave, agave arrived when we were there. Yeah. And they came. I was like, yeah, that's my brother. Yeah. <laughs> she looked. Uh-huh, what? Got yeah. something to say? Next. <laughs> yeah. it, just, it always happens. So one of the things with this podcast, what we want to do is we want we want people to actually think about things that... Um, that you normally wouldn't think about. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you're white and you think it's all shits and giggles to be able to drive home every day and not have to have any problems... Think um, again. Exactly. <laughs> now, if you're if you're black and you think that you can't 
discuss things with a white person, you have to think again on that as well because it's not exactly. just you know um, not every white and I'll be I'll be the first to I'll be the first to admit that I think there's a lot of white people that are very racially biased and they automatically think certain things and we'll get into it maybe next week about how if they're you know walking down a street by themselves and they're in a city where they're not really familiar and they see a black person walking by the other way the likelihood of them staying on the same side of the street are probably slim enough. I exactly. agree with that. Right? Yes. Um, I think the other th another conversation is, you know, and I told you this the other day, was I had a friend of mine that we were walking, we were walking from a ball game and we were next to OTR. And for those of you who do not know the Cincinnati area, OTR stands for Over the Rhine, and it's an uh, old, uh, quaint... Just a downtown district. It's very downtown now than what it used yeah. to be. Um, Montgomery Road, if anybody wants to know where that is, that's basically... Um, O'Brienville. It's, it's considered O'Brienville, Norwood, High Park. <laughs> it, it, it's considered very white. Yeah. For lack of a better term. Yeah. Uh, the per capita is definitely white. Um, so, but, but OTR is considered to be a uh, majority white now. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, mm -hmm. when, when it, what, people, before it was gentrified, it wasn't. And we'll get into that as well. Yeah. Um, we, we've got a lot of things. We want, we want to discuss our, our viewpoints on the riot, on, on certain riots we've been, we haven't been involved in, but we've been around. Um, I wanted I want to discuss things about how people racially profile us when it comes to simple things like man that music's jamming uh, you can't get in there why can't I get in there because you're white what do you mean I'm white just because I'm white don't mean I can't get in there well it's predominantly a black place who the so? fuck cares so exactly <laughs> I guarantee I can get in there. <laughs> I can get in there because I I really don't give a crap. I'm just there to have fun. There's this little space that opened up over at Northside, and they it was a heavy metal band in there last night, and my <laughs> bus drives right past it. But they actually played some song when I came past one time where I kind of, when I heard them just jamming, I slowed up, opened up my window, and I listened. And going real slow. I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, I'm going to have to check them out one Thursday or the next time they have something. You know, it, if the music got a good beat, I'm going to go listen to it. I don't care what it is. Even yeah. country. I would have went to Garth Brooks, but I messed up and didn't get Craig the money for my ticket. <laughs> you know, with all the things we've done for Craig, I think he should have just given you the damn ticket. I ain't worried about that. It is what it is. But that's our, that's our buddy. That's our buddy. You know, but, yeah, we're going to eventually get him on here and make sure he's sober, though, when we do it. Because <laughs> I want to see, hear some of his insights on some things, too. Oh, yeah. Because, you, yeah. you, you know, he he's from the village. He's from the village. And that's a whole nother concept. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big time other concept. Yeah, so you know, 
I mean, like I said, we got a lot of juicy stuff we're going to bring. You know, it's going to be very informative, very entertaining. Take it how you want to take it. You know, you want to be mad at the end of the day about something, make sure you're mad about the right thing. But these are just our opinions on how we feel and our take on things. And, you know, you want to get mad about it? Hey, more power to you. I love you still. <laughs> but it's not going to change who I am. Yeah, and, and I'm the same way. It's not going to change me either. I, You know, we just want you guys to start having a more open mind to all the situations that occur. Because sometimes when you leave yourself closed off, uh, what you do you, is you, you find miss out, out on a lot of things. You, you miss out on a lot of things, and you miss out on a lot of a lot of great possibilities uh, where you build new friendships and new uh, situations to where you can have fun. Exactly. And with that said, uh, we will back. We will be back next week to discuss. Another topic, um, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Um, it might be as simple as, you know, to crap. Uh, if, you could tie, if you could tie your shoes while you're standing on one leg. Yeah. Or, <laughs> I'm just... or the one, or the one <laughs> where, where um, uh, James said, I think I need to get coffee. It's too goddamn early to discuss this. And... Uh, and it had to do with the You may have to go there early and get a little messy with that one. Uh, right, look, I had my morning coffee yet. Do we got to talk about this yet? Yeah. Yeah, we definitely got to talk about it. Uh, because I think, it's, yeah. I think we both are on the same page on it. And I literally had somebody yesterday that, that said it and they were not of, uh, or it wasn't even that. It was, it was a message. It was a, Tweet I had sent you. Yeah, you sent me. Yeah, that one you regarding, sent me. Yeah, regarding a Florida high school, and I think it's so appropriate that we just discuss that next week. So I think that's where we're going to go with it. Yeah, and, because I got some stuff that happened up here at my high school that we're going to talk about too. There we go. And two different two different high schools. One was Turpin, the other one was Corain. And, and, and Turpin is majority is eighty five percent white. If I'm not mistaken, it's like 85% white. Corain is probably running around about mm, 70% white. Maybe. I might be off on the numbers on that, but I'm going to try to check into that myself a little bit more. But, yeah, two different incidents happened similar to what you sent me on that Twitter. So we need to, we definitely need to discuss that next week. Uh, thank you for listening. If it's the first time you ever listen to something like this, Hope that something was opened up to you as far as um, the situations to where maybe we think differently when it comes to uh, traffic stops and how people are, how, how you actually see certain things differently. And I'm Andy Villanueva. My co-host is James Moore. And we will see you guys next week. Have a good evening.